Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of MCG Rants. I'm Tannen Grace, and as always, I'm joined by Ross Merriam. Uh, this is probably going to be a very short episode today. In fact, I don't think this will even be the normal length or close to the normal length of an episode. Um, Ross has been busy, and I've had a lot. I have been unbelievably busy, and had some serious real life stuff going on, which I'll explain in a moment. And uh, it's going to be think- a perfectly acceptable length, though. Yeah, perfectly acceptable link. That's that's literally what every ex-girlfriend has ever told me about Ross. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still in good spirits. But uh, but yeah, so what we're going to do here is we're just going to try to get something out so we have something out this week and you're not just like left with nothing. And then we'll, we'll promise to make this up to you as soon as possible. Like I probably won't even mention the sponsors because we're not going to consider this a real episode so they don't get, you know, they don't get shortchanged on their episodes. And uh, for the next episode, what we're planning since like there's a quote unquote pro tour going on this weekend, even though neither one of us really cares about it, you know, I, I hope my friends do well, yeah. you know, but like I, I couldn't care less about the results. Um, I, I was I kind of talked in our Discord a minute, and you know, some people could see it in there. Uh, we're kind of planning tentatively on like a mailbag episode on the next one. We haven't had one of those in a while where y'all drive the entire episode. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to want us to talk about. Like we've got a couple questions in our mailbag in our Discord already that I think I'm going to save for that episode, but. Anyone, whether you can get into that or not, just put some questions in the Discord, tweet at us, however you want to do it. We'll, we'll jam them all together and we'll answer all of the appropriate or close to appropriate um, questions. Uh, we'll answer the ones that we can. Yeah. Do you want me to get into what's been going on? In Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll start with the, the bad news. So um, I've tried not to think about it in these terms because, uh, you know, A, I need to be the strong one out of Natalie and I, and B, I don't like thinking about it, but we almost lost my dog. And I don't mean like, like, like lost her somewhere. Like my dog has a life threatening disease right now. And we're going through a lot of that. It's called immune medicated hemolithic anemia or IMHA It's a serious life threatening condition, uh, that, that affects the heart. Uh, what it does is it it's like an autoimmune disease, and your pet's blood cells will start to destroy its own red blood cells. So what happened was my dog started acting like a little weird and off one day, right? Like she was like squinting a lot and being just a little weird, but like it could be anything, right? Allergies, she got something in her eyes, whatever. She had just gotten groomed for the first time in like two years, like fully groomed. You know, we almost never cut her hair. So we're like, oh, maybe she's just, you know, being weird. Uh, the next day, uh, this is the day I get back from New Jersey. Uh, Natalie is super overprotective, and thankfully she is. She went and slept at her parents' house. Uh, also, she was quarantining. She had exposure to somebody who had COVID like a week before, just, just making sure she'd only had one negative test. She hadn't gotten her second negative test yet. And so she brought Benny with her because they live like a mile from our vet. We actually live like 10 or 15 minutes from our vet now because we moved. You know, when we first got here, we were closer. Anyway. I wake up to 10 text messages from Natalie. I'm like, oh, shit. So, I, you know, because I, I just turned everything off. I was like, I needed to sleep. I slept for 10 hours. It was amazing. And she's okay. like, I, I'm at the vet right now with Benny. Like, something's going on. When I woke up, she was shaking. And so we didn't know what was going on. So they bring her into the, they bring her into the vet. And um, they do all these tests. And they, if this is the right diagnosis, they figure it out pretty fast. Um, you know, through a bunch of tests and stuff. And we're going to get it confirmed the next, I think, day or two because, like, they had to send, you know, blood cultures off to get the the actual confirmation. But, like, everything points towards this. And uh, her red blood, cell, red blood cell count was, like, 18% or something like that when normally, you know, it's much higher. At 12%, they're like, you have to do a transfusion. 
Like you, you and that that doesn't like fix them. That just buys you more time. Yeah. You know, because like the problem is still there. So hers hers were dropping all the way to eighteen percent, and they were like super worried. So you know, they brought her in. She ended up staying there for multiple days. It was the first time my dog didn't sleep with a family member in like f- five years. I think four or five years since she, since she got fixed. You know. Wow. Yeah, she sleeps with a family member at all times, like in the same bed, like whatever. Like you know, my dog is spoiled, right? So that was awful to to do. Like we were going in shifts to go visit her. Like they they ended up like knowing us pretty well, and we talked to all the nurses there. I was like, look, my dog is spoiled. <laughs> she needs attention. She needs love. I know they all do, but like she's gonna get mad if you don't get her attention. And one of them even said it. She was like, yeah, we'd walk by, and if we didn't pet her, she would like not growl at us, but she would make this noise, like this annoying noise. But thankfully, like multiple of the nurses are like, yeah, your dog's my favorite because she's, you know, <laughs> so small and cute. So anyway, hi, she's actually smiling at me right now. I think she knows I'm talking about her. So um, they have to do a bunch of stuff like to get ahead of this, right? Because like they say that the main problem with this is that most people wait too long to bring their dogs in. The dog immediately has to have a transfusion. You know, because like most people were like, oh, it's a dog. It'll be fine. Like, yeah, nothing against that. But they're like, oh, they just, you know, it might have eaten something. It was being weird. But thankfully, we're those people, you know. And so we got it in before that. And so they have to do, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that is over my pay grade medically. They have to give her uh, anticoagulants because one of the main ways a dog dies from this is they throw a blood clot into their lungs and like, you know, can't breathe anymore or whatever. So. She's on a bunch of stuff like that. She's on like blood thinners and, you know, all this other stuff. So, uh, you know, we got her to bring her home yesterday, but it's like, it's kind of awful, right? Like she's herself a little bit, like you can tell she's in there, but like she's heavily drugged. So she's just like sure. high as a kite the whole time. <laughs> and she's on melatonin too, because they don't want her like running around and over, overtaxing her heart right now because sure. like she doesn't have enough blood in her system. They're like, she needs to... Because her, you know, her red blood cell count went up high enough that they're like, okay, she's stable enough to go home, and all this stuff. And then we can wait for the, you know, the results to come in. Um, and yeah, she's just. You should see. You should see the stuff she has to take twice a day. It's literally there's a sheet of paper, with like directions from the top to the bottom, and there's four things on the sheet of paper that don't stay in the fridge, and like one or two things that do stay in the fridge. So she goes through like four to six different things, depending. Like some stuff's once a day, some stuff's twice. And you, you gotta take you gotta got like one of those pill trays that old yeah. people have. Yeah, yeah. Uh she has it done with her uh however she wants to do it because it, it times up to when Benny would have breakfast and Natalie usually does breakfast because she gets up a little bit before I do. She gets up at you know six in the morning. I usually get up at like seven or eight. And so uh, she does it in the morning and then she's all, you know, almost always home for dinner. So I'm like, yeah, just I watched her do it last night in case I have to do it uh, just to get through all of it, you know, and then just, you know, there's I mean, it comes it's like a it comes with like a booklet of like, you know, what you have to do. Um, We have this thing in our email of like, you know, how to live with this, like blah, 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 because um, this is not something that just goes away. But if, if it is, there is a light in the tunnel. They said that. If you, you know, if she's strong and stuff works out that within about six months, sometimes they can just be like fully back to normal and like I quote unquote cured, you know, kind of thing. And there's weird. Yeah. I mean, like, I I guess you can kind of get it out of your system. I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not a vet. Uh, Everyone else in Natalie's family is a doctor. I am not. So I don't, you know, I don't like to make assumptions around, around that with her and her family. Um, But yeah, it's just been. It's weird, right? Like, I've never had to deal with this before. This is our first dog, right? 
And I don't like thinking about the fact of how like close we came to losing her. And I'm not going to lie if I didn't tell you that the Shiro news like two weeks ago ish now, maybe yeah. a week and a half didn't really fuck me up. And uh, like, I'll, I'll plain admit this is, you know, before this is before anything happened to me, this was before I left for the pro tour in New Jersey. Uh, I woke up that morning to Benny waking me up. She was like on my chest, licking my face. Like she normally does. She's like, Hey, you like wake up. It's time to play and stuff. And you know, usually I take about 10 or 20 minutes to get out of bed. I just sit there and, you know, pet her and I search, I doom scroll as I call it. You know, you just scroll through all of your social media. And the first post I see is the post about Shiro. And I'll full admit I ugly cried at some point because like I've known Brian for a very long time. We're not super good friends or anything like that, you know, but like I've hung out with the guy, you know, over the last, you know, decade and a half, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you know him, you know, you've been yeah. around him, right? Uh, I've liked every Shiro picture on Twitter for the last like 10 years or whatever, you know, just I love that dog. It's the exact same dog I have. And like seeing that you're like, and my dog's like right in my face, you face the mortality of it. And then this happened and I'm like, this sucks, man. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to go through this. You know, um, I'm trying to be like really strong and positive when Natalie's around, you know, because like she's taking a little harder than I am and stuff. And, uh, you know, she's got like the motherly instinct uh, thing going a little more. And I'm sure I'm missing some stuff in here. But overall, Benny is home right now. Stuff's positive. You know, we're not yeah out of the woods, but she's she's out of the hospital. You know, she's not at the vet anymore. Um, when we get the stuff back, you know, we can find that out. Oh, the, the thing, um, we're not sure what caused it. They say about 80 to 90% of the time, it just happens. Other than that, it can be reactionary to, um, some of the shots they get, you know, some of their, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I literally, why did I just blank on this word? It's like the most hotbed word in America in the last three years vaccine yeah it's some of their yeah i don't know why i wanted to say vindication for some reason i don't know why <laughs> i'm sorry my brain is everywhere i'm still yeah, fully recovered no worries, no worries. from everything um but yeah they said sometimes it could be a reactionary thing to a vaccine or like you know some weird thing like it like you know natalie's worried that she ate something that was toxic because there was a walk that i took her on like two weeks ago where i'm like yeah she got into something i don't know what it was but i, I had to stop her but I, I she got a little something of it before and i don't know what it was and her throat was messy for like the next couple of days but like i'm like i don't think that caused it and honestly i don't like thinking that this could be my fault that's just <laughs> that's not a that, it's not a positive it, you know what i mean there's nothing i can do about it it does nobody any good you know, yeah. if, if that's true. So it's like, why even yeah. entertain that thought? Um, yeah, there's no point in, in y'all speculating on what happened, especially when you're not, you know, you don't have expertise in this area. You know, mm -hmm. There's a bunch of ways it could have happened. The important part is that, you know, you figured out what the underlying cause is and you're treating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the most important thing is get Benny healthy. And that's the big thing. And it just kind of sucks. Like today, you know, it was like her first time on like melatonin. And for anybody that doesn't know, that's just like a, a sleep aid. And we have like this low, low, low dose thing. Obviously, my dog is freaking tiny. So we give her just a little tiny bit like, you know, once in the morning and once at night. And so she doesn't, you know, get the urge to get up and go run sprints or whatever like dogs do. Yeah. And I mean, she's just like laying next to me like a like quote unquote like a sleep, but not really like her eyes open. She'll just look at me and she's just like. Bro, look at all the colors. You know, I know dogs, <laughs> even to get them saying, like, it just looks like she's super look hot. Look at my paw. How weird is my paw? Speaking of that, her are you arm, a dog too? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, dude, her arm. You know, they have to like shave their arm, and like she had to have an IV put in 
and stuff. And like, I can't look at her arm, man. It's, it breaks my heart. Like I can't look at my dog in pain. You know what I mean? Like in any way and like picking her up, she like, she goes, mm, you know, like every time, like she like groans a little bit every time I pick her up and I'm like, Oh man, it just breaks my fucking heart or us. Like, I don't have kids, man. This is my kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It, and it certainly seems like things are, are looking better and, and looking up. So that's good. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to try to compose myself. I'm not going to cry on the, uh, on the podcast. We are all rooting for a, a speedy recovery. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to keep people updated on Twitter because like, it's really funny. I was unbelievably busy and then I got back and I was unbelievably busy again because I'm trying to coordinate 17 things. I've got a bunch of stuff for like work that I'm trying to do. I have an offer like on the table and I flat out told the guy like I have an offer that I'm trying to take for something and I flat out told the guy I'm like, look, don't take this the wrong way. I cannot think logically right now. So I'm going to take a few days before I respond. So he's like, look, I get it. He's like, I got a dog too. I just lost mine a few years ago, 13 years. He's like, I can understand. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, like not to mention uh, you don't want to see what our bill was <laughs> from the vet. It was less than I thought it would be Ross, but it was still a lot, <laughs> you know, but because like, obviously you're just like, yeah, this bill is going to be a bajillion dollars or whatever. Oh. And I like just booked for the next flesh and blood event. And I don't know if you've looked at plane tickets recently, but I might have to donate a kidney. <laughs> or something. Everything is just like t- double to triple what you normally pay. Wow. Like, I just booked for Vegas, and my flights are almost $600. For me, it's normally, like, a buck fifty, like, there and back. And, like, I got, I went super cheap. I took, like, the, the bargain flights, because, like, if you take a real flight right now, four digits. Fuck. Yeah. Because I didn't know it was going to go, and, like, I kind of waffled back and forth. They announced this, like, really last minute and stuff, so, and I'm mostly going just to, like, like go and have some fun and shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm actually going to participate in the event. We're not doing coverage. Like I'm actually going to play, and it's a team event. So I was like, guys, we're locked for a second. You know? <laughs> but but yeah, how mad would Brennan be if we won the tournament? Um, if I got does it count? This is not magic. Um, I don't he's really know. Thinking, he's really thinking about this. I'm gonna say it's like half. It's like half. I mean, if it's it. it I would I would say yes. Okay. Like you know, if it does, you don't have to break the curse just in magic. If you break it at a comparable game at a comparable level of event, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is what is equivalent to a GP. So yeah. So I I would say yes. Anyway, enough about super sad shit. Yeah. Um, why Why don't you talk a little bit about how uh how the Fab Pro Tour went? Oh my god, was I tired. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever worked that hard. Like, um, I'm one of those people, y- you know this, um, I can be like ADHD, right? Like, I can, I can take my time on stuff. I probably don't put as much time as I need to in some stuff that I like to do or whatever. But if I like what I'm doing, I'm a workaholic. You know, yeah. one of those people, like, I get into it, I go. So I got there Wednesday, and just starting Thursday, I went 100 miles an hour for, for four days straight. And uh, if I wasn't literally in the booth, I was doing something else. Like I was doing interviews, doing walk arounds, uh, taking pictures. Like I was doing the job of like three different people. And that's how I prefer it, honestly. Like I want to bust my ass. I want to be the hardest working guy in the room. And like, you know, I took a break to like use the bathroom or eat. But like, if I just sat there and didn't do anything, I'm just like looking around. I'm like, stuff needs to get done. You know? Yeah. Um, It was a really, really good event. Um, they crushed 
like everything was the largest you know it was like the largest uh calling ever which is the grand prix they had to turn people away because they just didn't have enough room physically on the site so they wow. could have like shattered records it was the largest like battle hardened which would be like sunday ptqs if anybody remembers those at gps with like you know they're like a 2k but like they give out uh pro tour invites too and then it had the first ever like real event of a uh of a uh of a format that's like driven by the community called commoner which is just popper it's just commoner in this in this and uh that had like i think 200 and something people in it or something like it was huge Right, and they gave out like a really cool prize and stuff. They gave away a ton of a ton of cool stuff. They um, they busted a uh, like an alpha box, like you know what would be like alpha f- for us, and they like let people they let eight people get into the draft or whatever of that, and it was really cool. Like one of my two of my friends got to participate in it. Nothing absurd got opened because there could be like you know a fifteen thousand dollar card in there or whatever, but you know it was it was really cool. The coverage is great. The matches were insane. Um, everybody keeps getting better and better at this game every time we do any event. Like the skill, because like it's what yeah. kind of what what I said would happen, right? Like people are gonna start playing the game more. There's content being created now, and like there's a reason to get better. So people are getting better. Yeah, we're quickly collectively, mm-hmm. un, you know, advancing our understanding of the game. Yeah, yeah. The the top eight was really good. Had a bunch of good names in it. Um, one team of like four or five people registered a deck that like nobody really expected and it was an absurdly good medical and like two of them made top eight and the third one lost playing for top eight and then they both like lost very quickly in the first round top eight when they were like they were on opposite ends of the back bracket a lot of people were predicting they would just meet in the finals because the the matchups were pretty decent for them the whole way through um one thing that i said going into the tournament would be the biggest thing for flesh and blood if you followed it all recently is like all, almost everything's happened in America, right? Like, we've gotten all the bigger events, right? And so, like, there's been some tension there. Like, the New Zealanders and Australians were like, well, we've been playing this for years. The Americans are just getting into it. We're better than they are, blah, blah, blah. And some of them have been coming over and playing at some of the events and doing pretty well. And so, like, you know, I talked about that as a, as a thing. And I was like, well, we haven't really got to see much of, like, Asia Pacific because they can't really get out and do something. Like, they had an event, we, you know, almost nobody from outside their countries went in. But I was like, the, the big story for me was this would be the first chance for the European players to shine because the tournament was 52% non-American, which is great. You know, wow. that, that many people came over. The top four were all European. And I was just like, I felt so vindicated because I was like, I think these guys are all insanely good at the game. They just haven't had a chance. Like they haven't had an outlet. There's been like one event because like one of the events was, was scheduled like on the Eastern side of Europe and so they were like, uh, we don't really expect you all to go to this. Also, every dollar is going to get put to the relief fund for the Ukraine and stuff like that. You know, and, and so they were like, yeah, we get it. You know, like you're not going to travel that way <laughs> like, and stuff. So it's it's been a mess, but it was like a glorious mess that weekend. And I, and I think that like I talked to a lot of the LSS employees and the guy that created the game. They all a couple of them flew over. And uh, they were all like, yeah, this is this is amazing. You know, they, if, if they had a complaint, it was like a very small nitpick. Like yeah. the, the the complaint that everyone had was we had to turn people away from the calling because of space, you know they only got like, you know, uh, eight hundred plus when they could have probably had over a thousand, and I was about to just be like, yo, let's just take some of this stuff out the way, let's just get some tables, you know, <laughs> because people, you know, people flew there to play and didn't get to play because like they were just like, oh, I'll just register like on site or something, and it it capped like three days before the event or whatever or something like that, so, um, 
yeah, it was just a, it was just a nuts nuts weekend all, all around. I am still tired. I mean, this is what Friday. I'm still not fully uh, recovered. <laughs> yeah, but I think I was getting there, and then last night, you know, when we got Benny home. I have this like subconscious thing whenever something like this is going on. I just know it's going to happen. I did not sleep very much last night. You know, I was just like, anytime she'd move or make noise, I, I found myself waking up, you know, and stuff. And uh, she, we took the stairs away from the bed, but still put her in bed because I didn't want her to go up and down the stairs when she's like drugged up and stuff. So like in the middle of the night, I just woke up and gave her some more water because she's on steroids and she's going to drink just tons of water and stuff too. So just making sure all that. So I am a uh, wired and tired kind of guy right now. That makes sense. How have you well, been doing? Um, I don't know, pretty not 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 nearly as stressed as you've been. So uh, I, the amount of, I swear to God, I'm going to start fighting. Like my hair is just going to turn gray like yeah. immediately this week. I got to start uh, brushing up on my popper because that's the mana traders this month, and I'm doing the commentary Ooh. with Brad because uh, Corey's going to be out of town. So I'm jealous, but I'll tell you this: there's like two or three decks that are very, very, very good. And when I say decks, I mean like subclass of decks like it's like this strategy this strategy yeah. this strategy so it's affinity and, boros and, and like uh, the, the blue deck the blue yeah. soup stuff yeah. like ponder with like ponder Delver, and fairies, yeah. fairies and stuff and yeah those cards. are like the three main things there are other good decks but those are the three main good things so if you know those three like you'll be pretty yeah. good overall yeah just gotta go through it and uh and figure that out so excited to be gearing up to that because that's that's gonna be next weekend Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to watch the shit out of that, by the way. Yeah, it should be, it should be really fun. Um, probably uh, on mute though. Just so you know. Yeah. Got to, uh, you know. not even a, not even a look. No. God, just, you're just used to it at this point. Sorry. Yep. Continue. Just going to, uh, go through, uh, and we're, we're still playing softball. Had a kind of rough game last night, at least for me, where I just swung at a pitch. I absolutely shouldn't have swung at and, I still I don't like they they made an error on the field, so I reached, but like I it was just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know me, I'm gonna like judge myself on process, not mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're we're making progress there. We're we're getting better in the field. We got to get more. At, uh, our team in general needs more discipline at the plate. <laughs> I, I got. I think I got to reinstitute the, the the no first pitch swing rules. Yeah, but I see the ball, Ross. I want to swing at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Every every time I see somebody swing at a ball that is above their head, I'm just like, yeah. "What are you doing? Please stop!" I know this is for fun, and I'm supposed to take it easy, but you are killing me. You're mm-hmm. killing me, Smalls. <laughs> so that's my life. It yeah. seems uh, I'm seems much easier. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. I, I, I'm just jealous of getting to play. So I I need to find some intramural sport. That I'm, uh, yeah. That I'm gonna do. We're, so. we're trying to get a kickball team together. I gotta. I was supposed to hear back from some people a few days ago. That one I don't want to play. We gotta. That's that's the summer rec league sport, yeah. I guess. I'm not the biggest fan of that. Like, like whatever you want to call the games, or like intramural, I guess is the best yeah. way to, to put it. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of kickball for some reason. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Yeah, that's weird. The only one I really don't like is volleyball. Yeah, of team sports. Uh, d- when when you're playing the softball league, are you allowed to hit your correct hand? Like you're allowed to hit right-handed or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is one of the last leagues I played in. I've played in leagues where like you're not allowed to hit your natural, your dominant hand. Yeah, you're not your, your dominant hand, or um, 
you have mixed teams and then you couldn't hit your dominating. You had to have like a certain amount of females on your team as well. Yeah. We're, so, like, we're we co-ed, so, so you yeah. have to have a, a certain mix um, yeah. and, and alternate your lineup. But uh, <laughs> I felt that's really basically ba- it. Yeah, I felt really bad one one time I had to fill it on the infield and A, I hate playing in the infield. Like I just hate it. I've taken a ball to the mouth before, like you just never recover from it. And, oh, like, you've taken, taken much... plenty of balls to the mouth, Tana. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and more than one at a time sometimes. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm I'm just an outfielder. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm I'm lanky, I'm fast, I can you know, whatever. Anyway. And like I just remember I had to play third base once. And I felt so bad after this play because, like, your muscle memory just takes over. But I made, like, a sick play to my right where I had to, like, you know, cross over my body to get to get a ground ball. And I just got up. And I knew the guy was fast. So I just got up and just, like, let one loose to first base. And I don't mean this in, like, a sex way, but we had a we had one of our, our female players playing first. And generally, you don't want to throw it as hard as you can directly at her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, she was, like, you know, playing for fun and stuff. And I remember the look on her face as the ball was coming at her. And... All, all power to her. She caught that damn ball in spite of herself. You know, <laughs> she was protecting herself and caught it. And I felt so bad. Yeah. But like, have you ever made a play and then immediately, like, as soon as you're, you're like, as the ball's leaving, you can see me. As the ball's leaving my hand, my eyes were like, oh no. Like, they were already wide because I knew what was happening and stuff. And uh, <laughs> so there's been some funny moments in those games. Wow. But, uh, yeah. That's, uh, Honestly, I, at that point, I would just be happy that they caught it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just didn't need yeah. to give her a heart attack. You know what I mean? I probably, oh, yeah. I probably could have like, I probably should have eaten the ball anyway because like, I think I'm more likely to make an errant throw and give them second base than I am to a make a good throw and, and then, be, I mean, a hard enough throw and b make it on target for them to catch it and get the guy out. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that we've worked on is not you know trying to make plays that you're very unlikely to make and you know just minimize mistakes. <laughs> Learn to put the ball in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we've gotten better at that, which is nice. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do like in the heat of the moment when you're not, you're not like super used to it. You know what I mean? Like we're not trained like athletes are, you know, where it's all just second nature to them kind of stuff. So speaking of that, how about those NBA playoffs? They've been kind of wild, right? Like Um, what's it called? Losing by like 40 on their home court. Yeah, recently it hasn't been as good just because we haven't had a close game in like a week and a half. <laughs> well, yeah, people have just been getting stomped. Just every game is a blowout. So, you know, the second round was sweet. You know, a lot of close series, uh, some good comebacks, and uh, hopefully we get some, some good conference finals. And, you know, one series is 1-1, and, and I'm expecting the other series to be 1-1 after tonight. I think Dallas is going to win. So, yeah, so far so good there. It's a little... It's always... Like, I can't get as into it after the Jazz are eliminated, and I'm often very bitter. Like, I'm very conflicted watching the, the Wait, Western Conference you, Finals. You bitter? No. Yeah. No. I, I just am mad every time Dallas... Like, Dallas missed so many open threes in Game 1. They were generating very good looks and just kept missing, and I'm just like, why the fuck couldn't you do that two rounds ago, yeah, you know, pieces right? of shit? So that's basically how it goes with me watching the games now. Oh, I've I've been with you when you've watched games before. It's it's not pretty. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty, but like, yeah, you know that that's not every time, Tannen, but it, sometimes it, it it gets there. Mm-hmm. 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 Sure, sure, buddy. <laughs> okay. You want you want to hit some of this mailbag? Uh, do you want to just save it for the actual mailbag uh show, or do you want to get one or two of them done today? 
Uh, let's, let's get one or two and maybe a little sure, overrated, sure. underrated, me, and then, then we'll call the show. Yeah, it's been a while. Hold on, let me pull this up. Uh, would, this is from Raven Christ, uh, would have Uro or Field of the Dead been banned for Modern if they were released after MH2 rather than before? I want to say no to Field of the Dead. I'm not so sure about, well, having both of them is a problem, because they do play pretty well with each other. Hmm. I'm iffy on Field of the Dead, but then like I start to go down a slippery slope. And I I still think Field would. I'm actually more questionable on Uro. Yeah, yeah. I think, think it's a lot easier to contain with Unholy Heat. Um, That's true. And like, especially in the pre-Luris ban, there was just so... Uh, you know, so much Luris around and so much graveyard hate around that could have contained Uro, but Uro is still kind of messed up. I don't know. The, the Hitsugo saga would have been be, would be played more, I think. Yeah, because it would be even better against uh, Titan decks now, because not only does it get Amulet, but it gets the Uros as well. You know, from the graveyard, which is important. Yeah, I think it would be. I think you would have gotten them. They they would have been played for a while. Like I don't think it would have been banned quickly. Yeah. But, there are people doing some really degenerate shit in some formats right now where I'm just like, so wait, you're telling me that if my opponent puts seven lands into play, they get a 2-2, and that's not okay, but, like, this stuff's okay? <laughs> you know, kind of stuff? But, like, uh, I, there's a reason why I don't do balancing stuff, so. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard to say, because MH2, like, you know, really ratcheted up the power level of modern. Yeah. There's also Solitude as an answer to Uro, which is nice. That's a really good point. I think Solitude would probably be like one of the most played cards in the format. Yeah, I mean it already so, is. Uh, Endurance would still be really, really good yeah. too. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, there, there's just there's definitely more ways to contain you know both threats. Um, I don't want to see either of them back. Like, yeah. You know, good, good runs. Beyond power level, I think they're both just miserable cards to play against. Yeah, Field of the Dead is a miserable card to play against. Yeah. Like, when it's a when it's a snap first picked in cube, like you know, like I just don't pass that card in cube. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Like, come on. That's a nice one. Yeah, it is a nice one. All right, Dungeon Master says, what events are you guys planning on going to? Are you excited about the resurgence of competitive paper magic? Um, I'm excited about playing events. I'm less excited about having to decide to play events without a vaccine yeah. mandate. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this This question was asked before. I well, Actually, it was actually yesterday at 6 p.m. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's been an interesting thing. Um, I'm going to... Uh, the event in Las Vegas in a few weeks for, you know, my job kind of stuff, you know, like, even though I'm playing in the event, there's an event on Friday that I'm doing some stuff for my job for, and honestly, I just kind of want to do this because I don't know what my next gig is after that. Like, after that, we we don't have anything on the books. Um, I don't even know if, if I'm doing the next Pro Tour because the next Pro Tour is in Europe, and I'm not sure what coverage is going to look like. They might use some, like, local people to make it a little bit cheaper or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. I might even do remote. Which would be great, because because here's the thing: I've been to France before. I don't need to go to France again. Like I will, but like if you need me there for three days, that means it's probably at least six days of my life. And I'm probably only getting paid for half of them, and like I would just rather not have to do all that. But Tannen, yeah. think about the croissants. Uh, Ross, I can get a croissant here, but they're not as good. You mean a crepe? I get I think about the crepes, but uh, I mean crepes too. But the croissants, the croissant? Yes, they're so good. They're so uh, yeah, flaky. The, I do like European food quite a bit, but is it worth all the effort? Is what I'm trying to say. I, I mean, I, you know, I have a, I have a passport and everything. Like, you know, it'd be easy, you know, if they covered all of it. But I'm just like, it's just so expensive. I'm like, just get a couple people there, 
have me wake up at 3 a.m. or whatever, you know, mainline some of this Mox Roasters coffee. <laughs> got it. Got it. I still got it, Ross. And uh, mainline some of this Mox Roasters over here. And, uh, you know, good to go. Sounds like sounds like a good plan. Uh, hopefully specifically, that... specifically the Ugandan blend. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully that works out for you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to be playing an event until August. I was thinking about Syracuse, uh, and it turns out that's the weekend I'm doing a commentary gig for Apex with Todd Anderson. So you're going to see me in the booth a few times in the next couple months, but you will not see me at the tables until uh, the tail end yeah. of summer, where I'll probably play SCG Baltimore. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a certain number I'm supposed to play for uh, the sponsorship with BCW. So I'm going to, you know, be in a weird spot where I have to like kind of risk my health that I don't want to do. Well, do they count the, 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 the PTQ thingies, whatever they're, I forgot what they're called. Uh, Oh yeah. I got to look at the schedule for those. I'm, I'm hoping, go to those. I yeah. keep I'm hoping the NRG comes to Ohio. Like they're supposed to be all around the Midwest, but they always seem to go North of north, Chicago yeah. instead of South. But if they can come to go Ohio, you will definitely see me at NRG events. I just don't want to fly to tournaments right now. So Here's the thing. If they get a team one that you want to go to, I'm in, and I know certain someone will probably come out of retirement for that. Oh one. baby, now you're getting I'm excited. In. So yeah, so you're going to see me playing more uh, at the end of this year, in the in the late right, summer, in the fall. Right. Yeah, that's the other one. I have a I have a gig that I'm contemplating doing right now, where it's like super simple. It's kind of like the one you have for Apex Gaming, where it's like a, an LGS is putting on a huge tournament with like yeah. coverage and everything. They're like, hey, we'll fly you up. Like you can do coverage for us. And uh, they're optional on mask, so I'm optional on going. <laughs> so I uh, just I just got to figure it out, you know. Also, like it's hard for me to turn down paying gigs right now with like a you know money being the way it is. I just got crushed on taxes plus having to pay for Benny. I'm not gonna lie, I just paid so much money in the last like month that I was not planning on doing. Plus, all the travel stuff has been just so expensive and stuff. So anyway. Um, but I am looking forward to competing. I will be playing at my LGSs in like the areas of the 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 first step of those things of the the the, the path to the pro tour. So I got to get the terminology correct. I don't remember what they're all called. But when they start happening, it'll it'll catch on. Yeah. All right, and this one's from Fuzzy Dan with competitive eyes on Pioneer and no new standard set for four months. Is that real? Oh yeah, I guess they're doing all the other sets. Is there still room to brew and explore? Or is it time to start focusing on established decks? If we're not there, if we are not there yet, when do you think the cutoff will hit? I'm not sure about the last question. Are they, Maybe are they talking about standard or pioneer? For pioneer, so no new standards. That means no new cards into pioneer. That's why yeah. they said that. Um, uh, I'm going to go with referring to standard. No, 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 no. So they say with competitive eyes on pioneer and no new standard sets in four months. Is there still room to brew? And explore, meaning like does something new happen in Pioneer since there's no new cards coming in? But the, because, they could also mean that for a standard. I guess we could answer the question. But for Pioneer, both. no, I, I, I firmly believe that they're asking for Pioneer because that's also the format of the the opening stuff. Like obviously there's room to to, to brew in standard. We have new decks literally right now that I've never seen before. Getting yeah, just because like we're still shaking up the yeah. stuff on the the new so, set. Um, for Pioneer, I'll tell you how I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna look at the format, see all the popular powerful decks and then i'm gonna be like okay these like four of the five or whatever they all seem like decks that i don't need to learn a, a ton you, you get what i'm saying they're not super hard or complicated and then i'll probably spend three days making myself feel like a fucking idiot playing um what's it called 
uh, Lotus Field. Yeah. See if I can see if I can play that even remotely well, and if I do, then I'll play that if I think it's powerful enough, and then I'll audible into one of the control decks. But I will say this: the deck that keeps uh, impressing me with the results it is putting up and kind of interesting me because of who I am is Mono Blue Spirits. Oh baby. It it doesn't take much to get me to play two ones for two. I'll tell you that, and one <laughs> ones for one in constructive formats. As long as formats. they fly. As long as they fly. As long as they fly and have some other random text on them. Like, yeah, I, I'm. I think we're seeing some shifts with the introduction of Ledger Shredder, of course. Um, but for the most part, who could afford that though, Ross? Yeah, Pioneer is pretty established. Yeah, no one could possibly afford Ledger Shredder. Have They're, you seen the price of them on Magic Online? Was it like a million? They're ten, fifty. Yeah, ten million. Fifty. Seven hundred million. So are you in agreement, though? I don't think there's room to, like, super brew. I think when you're thinking of room to brew, I'm not saying a new deck won't come up and be like, oh, my God, this is just a great deck to play this weekend. What you're going to see is you're going to see people take established decks, maybe change a small thing or change sideboard plans or something like that, and really find, like, a way to attack the format well. And that's going to be the people that really get rewarded when it, you know, when it matters most later this year. Yeah, and the innovation is going to happen within established archetypes, not outside of them. Yeah, that's I the agree. point I'm trying to make, yeah. And so, like, there'll be some cool stuff, right? Like, I mean, we're, we have seen some innovation last year where, like, you know, you and I kind of, like, wrote off Mono Blue Spirits for some reason. We're like, why would you play Mono Blues? It's, like, just a budget option. It doesn't seem as powerful as the other ones, and then it keeps putting up numbers. And I've heard some people talk about it. They're like, they're like yeah, like... You know, you operate on this axis that's really hard for certain decks to deal with as long as your draws are okay. And I'm like, yeah, you don't, it doesn't take much to convince me that. Not to mention, you got another good, cheap, efficient removal spell uh, from the new set. Uh, what is it? The one that makes a legitimate business person. What? Like witness, witness protection or whatever, the one mana enchantment that just turns the creature into a legitimate business person or whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, because remember, what were we playing in the standard version? We were playing that, like, three-mana awful card that just taps something, or two-mana awful card that just taps something or whatever. But Yeah, like, it was really bad. It, it was, like, ice something or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, we had some real stinkers on that was, sideboard. He was, like, a tenth pick or an eighth pick in draft, but, like, <laughs> you needed to stop a Lyra. You know what I mean? Like, you literally <laughs> yeah. just could never beat a Lyra, you know? So you're like, I need an out, or, you know, kind of thing. But, yeah, I think you're going to see some innovation in the format, but... It's going to be tight knit. It's going to be with within the parameters of how the format is. Like, you know, someone might find some new creature to hit off Wynota that's really good versus something, or someone might figure out, you know, a sideboard card that you're not expecting out of Lotus Field, and they're going to wish for it in a game. You're going to be like, oh my god, I just got destroyed, you know? Or someone's going to find a deck that has been put to the wayside a little bit, like say Mono Red has been kind of like pushed a little bit to the side, and maybe it doesn't look as good as it should. Or I've seen some rumblings about, you know, blue-red, uh, like, pr pretty much, what was it in Modern for all? It was like, is it Prowess? It was like Wizards? It was like, you remember that, the, the Ryan Overturf deck? Yeah, yeah. There's like that deck coming out now, kind of in Pioneer. I've seen that with like Ledger Shredders and, you know, uh, I want it's Dorette the Perfect Pet, what's it called? Um, name? The Dragon. Sprite Dragon. Sprite Dragon, yeah. I always call it Dorette, because I have the alternate art ones, because they're so cute. And, um... Yeah, like, you know, there, there's definitely some room for decks like that to, like, possibly shine. And if you're good with them, like, you'll do well. But I don't expect to be super surprised. Like, I would be surprised to be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just think that the, the format is pretty stable right now. So, like, the idea that there is just some, you know, completely new thing that nobody has picked up on 
is you know kind of dubious. So uh, you know you're going to continue to see the metagame react to Ledger Shredder and decks pop up because of the power of that card. Um, and you know any sort of small shift can you know change those percentages subtly, make some decks a little bit better, some decks a little bit worse, and it takes a while to suss that out. So that's where your edge is going to be gained is in figuring out you know the the secondary and tertiary effects of the introduction of this really powerful threat to the metagame and, and you know figuring out what the the real winners are at least the the, the unheralded winners and losers are mm-hmm. exactly so i think it's going to do it for us this week i said we're going to have a short episode uh sorry everybody at home but we will make it up to you next week make sure you get in those questions for the show uh we'll try to go over a lot of the stuff that's going on and the stuff that's upcoming I have a feeling the show is really going to ramp up in the next few weeks. You know, there's going to be, uh, there's an event going on this weekend that I'm actually doing coverage for. So uh, I'll let everybody know that if you're interested in that, I will be in the virtual booth for the NRG event tomorrow uh, nice. with my partner in crime, Joe. Uh, it's one of my favorite events to cover. They're doing a team event. And I don't know, there's something about when you're doing coverage for an event and you just bounce back and forth between multiple formats that just like, it keeps you engaged and like, I just, I love it. There's just something about it. I just love it. Yeah. No, I, I think team events are sweet. Um, and, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to tune into that. It's like, um, the, the, when we were in Indianapolis, when I was doing the coverage for the flush and McCall and you were there for the, the yeah. SCG team event, me and Brian joked about it one round. We were just sitting there like waiting for the round to start. And I was just like, you know, obviously we're getting tagged on Twitter a hundred times or the chat's like, you know, where's this, you know, where's the magic coverage, you idiots, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, if sleep wasn't a problem for anyone, then we could just like <laughs> invert the tournaments to like have them, you know, one plays while the other one's not one. I was like, you and I could have covered all four of these formats without a problem, like without a single problem. And that would have been so much fun. That would have been ridiculous. Can you imagine, like, I'm just, like, flopping back and forth between two, two different ga- two different games, and not just two different games, but, like, four different formats, you know? Like, all right, let's go. Like, I just know everything. <laughs> I'm just the best there ever was. You know, now we're going to go to our Connect Four tournament. <laughs> <laughs> now, so he really wants to go diagonal here. This is a very aggressive vertical player, and so I think one of the ways is if you could throw them off their game, like, if you can make them try to play diagonally, they're not as strong. I mean, we look at the numbers. You know, any game that's played vertically, they're at eighty percent win percentage. But when you go to when you go to horizontal, it drops down to forty seven percent Ross. So I really believe that's how they're going to win this match of Connect Four. Impressive. I just, just want to prove everybody at home: it, it, the job is way easier than you think it is. It's it's always way harder, but also it's not real. We can do it for anything. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just that good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking uh, I'll be taking money on uh, in donations if you just want me to cast anything you've ever done, and I'll do it full on uh, kayfabe. Like I'll just I'll straight face. Like I'm, I'm joking. But I want I'm you to like follow me to the grocery store and yeah. commentate my, you know, as I'm looking. Mm-hmm. He's like, you see this lemon. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the ripe one that he needs. You can see the skin doesn't look very shiny. It looks like it's been sitting there for a while. So he's going to put that one back. I think. Then I, do, do I have a co-caster for this? Because I need to know if I'm working on somebody. I'd be like, I'd be like, Joe. See, this this is what we've been waiting for all day. Here was the the big moment, the the real pressure point. 
of the event today that we knew we were going to get to. This is aisle seven. This is the pasta aisle. We knew Ross was going to have a really hard time here making a choice between one of the 37 different kinds of pasta. We all know that he's going to go right past the spaghetti, but in the harder to pronounce the pasta is, the more likely he is to pick it. So we'll have to see. Does he feel like taking it easy today? Is he going to go for the cavatappi? That's that's his typical move, but sometimes you see the conchile. Sometimes you see the orichetti. Or is he going to go left field and take like bucatini? Yeah, Joe, you've been following him all day long. What's in that basket now? That might give us an idea into the mind of Ross <laughs> yeah, Barry yeah. Hero. What pasta what, he's what kind of pick. sauce do you think he's making? Because that really is going to de- you know determine what shape he gets. Oh, I could do this for hours, but I really do need to go. <laughs> Ross, I love you to death. Everybody listening, I love you to death. Thanks for all the kind words. There's been a lot of stuff in the discords and on Twitter. I really appreciate the support. Benny does as well. She actually got up and moved around a little bit during this. I was happy to see that. But uh, each and every one of you at home, thank you so much for all the support. I She's going to be fine. I believe it. She's going to be fine and stuff. So, Fingers um, crossed for Benny. Yeah, and we'll be back as soon as possible, probably very, very early next week. So make sure to look out for that episode. Uh, but for Ross Merriam, I'm Tanner Grace. Thanks for listening. <laughs>